0: Welcome to the Love Letters to Poe podcast. I'm Sarah Crokel-Smith, publisher and editor-in-chief, bringing you wonder and terror, romance and horror, in this gothic fiction magazine. Each week, I'll be sharing a new gothic story or poem from the pages of Love Letters to Poe. You can find the original stories and poems, author interviews, your free copy of the magazine's inaugural issue— and much more at loveletterstopoe.com. Today's gothic story is titled To Have and To Hold, read by the author Charmin Gazaway. This story can be found in Volume 1, Issue 7 of Love Letters to Poe. I hope you enjoy this haunting tale.
1: To Have and To Hold by Charmin Ah, uh, I remember you. From behind the tattered Merlot draperies, I see you're as handsome and kind as I remember. But then, how could I forget? I, too, have an usher malady. You do not remember me. No one still living does. My name is Marilla, sister to Roderick and Madeline Usher. I imagine stepping into the room as you console Roderick, revealing myself to you. Would you gasp, smile? But no, I stay cloaked in curtains, staring through a moth hole. Like a ghost among many, I haunt the house of Usher. Madeline's, Roderick's twin drifts across the far end of the faded chamber, shadow silent. Madeline will die soon. Roderick weeps as he tells you this. His only companion, they have never been parted. Her malady is a mystery to physicians, a malaise complicated by descents into catalepsy. Awkward in the face of his outburst, you peruse the photographs on the table lift one from the back, and wipe away years of dust. It's a tin type of me. And who is this golden-haired beauty, you ask? You gaze steadfastly at my likeness. Irritated, he says, Oh, a relative, I was told, she's no longer with us, dismissive of anything not concerning his ailments or moods. Your spaniel eyes soften as you gaze at it, set it back on the table but in front. My heart leaps. I cannot think of myself as a beauty, freckles scattered across pale cheeks like dandelion seeds on snow. My pulse drums so loudly I fear Roderick will catch it with his preternatural hearing, his inherited torment. But he's plucking that infernal guitar, and you jest with him. I remain undetected. I'm if I wish to live in my ancestral home. Thanks to our sire's philandering, I was injected with a hearty dose of peasant blood from my mother, a fetching milkmaid. Ma and I came after the wife and five-year-old twins. Father sent Ma away and kept me, though not due to any paternal affliction. In the event his peeling legitimate offspring didn't survive to inherit, I was his recourse. With a lingering glance at you, I receded into the hidden passageway between the walls. Intimate with each step, I love every damp stone in this decrepit pile of bones. The ghosts dissolve like sun on fog when I encounter them. They accept me as one of their own, since that I too am restless, a phantom of who I could be. That night I follow you and Roderick from afar, down, down to the dungeon vault, bearing Madeline's corpse in her coffin. You screw down its lid and slide her into a niche. It grates against cold stone. Roderick winces. The tarn's insidious waters penetrate from outside a slow seeping wound. I long to trail after you, touch my bare feet where your steps have touched. But being this close to Roderick's acute hearing and his volatile temperament is dangerous. If exposed, I'll be turned out as an imposter or worse. I can never be parted from the house of Usher. Shivering, I retreat to my chamber in the turret ruins, my home and prison. Before father died, he put the grim valet Himmler in charge of me, so you see why the loneliness was my familiar playmate. I poured over the ancient tomes Himmler brought in towering stacks. I soon realized I had perfect photographic recall. All images, good, bad, or indifferent, were seared on my brain, my malady Ravishing the tomes, I discovered the mansion's crumbling blueprint and its hidden wartime passageways. Through them I escaped my prison and learned of my half-siblings, who, even as children, were dull and selfish. I kept hidden. Now Madeline lies in the deep dark, and I wonder if I will one day meet her in a hidden passage. Except for the cryptic ghosts, I have been alone. Until you came, my love. Hunching into the down quilt, I count the hours till I dare see you again. A cold hand snuffs the still autumn days one by one. Unable to think with you so near, I toss aside a book on husbandry and slink to your room. A mere while between us, you pant softly as you pace. I remember when, still a youth, you arrived on an elegant bay to see Roderick. Broad-shouldered, you took the stairs two at a time, and my breath caught, then as now. I used to watch for you, despair when you no longer came. I dreamed I'd search for you tell you all my heart, forsake us, you forever. But I couldn't, could never. I cut my hands against the wall as if to capture your breath, then press them clenched against my bosom and turn away. The violent winds of a devil's brew begin to shrill. Passing by Roderick's suite, familiar ghost accosts me, mouths gaping with silent screams, eyes black with warning. I hear Roderick groan and his hoarse words stop me cold. Madeline, how long will you torment me? I dare not let you out. Cease, I implore you. The blood dashes cold through my chest. Dear God, is it possible Roderick entombed Madeline alive? Mistook a cataleptic coma for death? We surely would have heard her screams, her struggle. Her demise has unhinged him. My heart flits like a panic bird. No, we couldn't have heard. Me and my garret, and you and your suite, high above the vault. I envision her first scratchings, shredding the coffin silk. Days of clawing, shrieking in claustrophobic terror. We couldn't hear, but Roderick could. Could hear each plank splinter, each fingernail ripping from flesh. Her little white feet drumming till battered blue. Shrieks turning to sobs, sobs to begging. Please let me out. On slippery stone, I race down to the vault. The coffin's lid is askew. Her eyes are red-lit like some rabid feral thing, her stench overpowering, and she is laughing. I rip the splintered planks free, and she scrabbles over the side like a crab from a pot. She flies past, emaciated, mangles hands dripping. Her white, blood-mottled gown back billows behind her like an avenging spirit. Had Roderick been mistaken? I tear after her, knowing where she'll go. I fear she'll find you first. I care not if I'm exposed now. I think only of you, love. Ghosts reel round me, shrieking a dirge. The storm-pummeled house trembles beneath my feet, and its bones begin to give. Madeline reaches your suite a step before I do. You drop your book, affixed in horror. Roderick stands, lips peeled back. With a guttural wail, Madeline leaps on Roderick, gnashing on him, teeth bared. Her claws bloody stumps down his face, so like her own, and they crumple to the floor. I swallow my scream, lest you think me one of their mad kind, and duck behind a suit of armor. You bolt down the stairs, the storm invading the house when you plunge into a maelstrom. Roderick's eyes stare, his face erectus of fright and guilt, perhaps. Madeline is truly gone this time, to a better place, I hope. This specter will never leave me. The house shudders, cracks, and groans, coming apart at the seams. Gus whip my hair wildly about my face. Clinging to the banister, I slowly descend. The house is going. You are gone. I can choose the house and spend eternity here, or I can follow you, my love, and hope. I find you beneath a blighted elm, your head gashed by a broken branch. I cradle your head in my lap, and rain washes over us. It rouses you in time to see the vast, timeless hulk of Usher split asunder and tumble in on herself, in on the last of my kin, and on Himmler, the last living person who knows of my illegitimacy. Who Who are you? Shh. Time for that later. I stroke a lock of hair from your spaniel eyes. The tarn's greedy waters creep over the fallen stones of the house of Usher. I wipe tear-mingled rain from my cheeks and smile down at you. We will rebuild, my dear, with the same beloved stones and the blueprint engraved on my brain and heart. I am hardy peasant stock, strong and determined. We drain the lurid tarn and plant fruit trees there. The halls will echo with the laughter of our children and the ghosts.
0: If you enjoyed this work of fiction, please show your love by leaving a review. Never miss another story or poem by visiting loveletters forward slash join. And if you want the party to continue, I invite you to Prince Prospero's Masquerade over at patreon.com forward slash poe Until next time. Embrace what lurks in the shadows. You never know what gothic adventure lay within.